In this shortcast, Dr. Noor Al-Hartib discusses his work, paracetamol toxicity in classical homocysteinuria, effect of N-acetylcysteine on total homocysteine, published in March 2023. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm going to talk to you about our case in which we report a patient with classic homocysteinuria and paracetamol toxicity and the effect of N-acetylcysteine on total homocysteine. As you know, classical homocysteinuria is caused by cytothionine beta synthase deficiency, which is important for metabolism of sulfur-containing amino acids. And so deficiency leads to impaired homocysteine transsulfuration and accumulation of homocysteine and methionine. Patients present with a wide spectrum of manifestations, which include ocular, skeletal, neuropsychiatric, and vascular manifestations. We report a 48-year-old female with pyrodoxin unresponsive homocystinuria. She was treated with betaine, cyanocopalamine, and folate. However, she was not on a restricted diet due to intolerance of low methionine diet. She was admitted to hospital following a fall with multiple fractures. And as a part of pain control and management, she received paracetamol. And she subsequently developed acute liver failure and encephalopathy. Shock, sepsis, and in particular, liver ischemia and thrombosis were excluded. Hepatic dysfunction and failure was presumed to be due to iatrogenic paracetamol toxicity in the context of glutathione depletion, which is expected in homocystinuria. And this happened despite paracetamol intake at conventional therapeutic dose. And we also think that this may have been exacerbated by recent weight loss during admission, which is a risk factor for paracetamol toxicity. The role of hypermethionemia, which is due to uncontrolled homocystinuria and betaine treatment as a contributing factor to the liver failure is uncertain. Betaine was discontinued on hospital admission and N-acetylcysteine treatment was initiated and this was started as a continuous infusion. Plasma total homocysteine was very low when measured. Nine days following initiation of N-acetyl treatment, it was 3.4 micromole per liter, while methionine was markedly elevated at 1,278 micromole. And after N-acetylcysteine treatment was discontinued, total plasma homocysteine concentration returned to the pre-admission baseline, which was elevated. Recovery following this episode was slow, with a prolonged cholestatic phase and gradual improvement in jaundice and coagulopathy. And the liver biopsy at the time showed steatohepatitis with macrovesicular steatosis, necroinflammation, cholestasis, and fibrosis. This is not the first time that acute liver failure being reported in patients with homocystinuria, and it has been previously reported in patients both with and without reported paracetamol intake. And we know also that liver abnormalities have been reported in cystocytosine beta synthase knockout mice. Oral and IV administration of N-acetylcysteine was found in reports to rapidly reduce the levels of plasma total homocysteine because it replaces homocysteine in its binding to albumin leading to formation of mixed low molecular weight cysteine and N-acetylcysteine disulfides, and these have increased metabolic bioavailability and increased kidney clearance. However, in vivo and in vitro studies have shown that the free homocysteine fraction in that instance is increased, and this may actually increase endothelial dysfunction because the plasma-free homocysteine is presumed to accurately be more representative to the in vivo biological activity of homocysteine. And so this observation may raise caution for use of N-acetylcysteine as a potential long-term treatment in homocystinuria. 
In conclusion, we recommend that paracetamol should be administered cautiously in homocystinuria patients because of the assumed glutathione depletion and risk of toxicity even at therapeutic doses. Inacetylcysteine administration is clearly effective in lowering total homocysteine in homocystinuria on the short term, but further research is required to assess clinical efficacy and possible use as a potential therapy in homocystinuria on the long term. At the end, I'd like to thank the patient and I'd like to thank my co-authors. And if you'd like to read our research, please visit the JIMD Reports website or click the link in the podcast description. Thank you very much for listening.